This episode of the Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey is brought to you by Retro Days. Sign up now for your free profile at retro-daze.org. From there, you can visit the forum or contribute articles which earn points towards fun prizes in the Retro Days Point Store. Click over from today's show notes and begin the fun at Retro Days. And by oldtimecandy.com. Travel down sweet memory lane with Decade Candy gift boxes. Choose your favorite decade from the 1950s up through the 1990s and receive an assortment of retro goodies. Click the link in today's show notes and enter the code OTC0521 and save 10% now through the end of 2021 at oldtimecandy.com. The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Your vehicle to the past doesn't need roads or even 1.21 gigawatts. It's the Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey! The Retro Network Time Machine is ready to double back once again to our pop culture past. Jason and Mickey here with a fresh episode for you this week. How are you doing, man? Are you feeling fresh? No, I'm not. Yeah, you sound like it. I uh, might have to uh, shake you a couple times here, screaming in the microphone, keep you awake. No, I'll be all right. <laughs> Long hours? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you're trying to set me up for something to say there or not, but you know the answer to that. <laughs> well, anything else beyond the, the long hours? The commute? The work on the farm? No. Yeah. I'm ready for fall. I don't know about you, but... This damn weather here. I've been ready for fall since December 21st of 2020. Absolutely, man. Yeah, can't get here quick enough. You know, uh, like I said over on Facebook to all my friends, if we all just purchase the next thing that's pumpkin spice flavored or something and consume it, maybe we can all bring on fall. Yeah. Get rid of this summer stuff. Shoot, we're already seeing uh, my oldest took a picture at dollar general yesterday they've already started to put some christmas stuff out oh wow i'm like man i mean it was bad enough we was getting halloween stuff at the first of, of august now we're getting christmas, christmas stuff before august is over for labor day yeah it's uh i was in actually in dollar tree today and they had uh just all halloween stuff out but uh no christmas yet i'm not ready to get that far we got to bring on the halloween season yes yeah the cool evenings and the leaves falling and yep. the good smells in the air and college football we need all of that first ugly halloween sweaters <laughs> yes <laughs> they're not ugly though they're actually quite glorious yes. works of art they are uh we've got a sponsorship coming up looking forward to partner once again with halloweencostumes.com and They've got some uh, fun new designs this year. Can't wait to tell you all about. But you'll be hearing them. You're hearing uh, me talk about them and probably us as well. Uh, talk about them during the next couple months leading up to Halloween and all the other shows on the Retro Network. Should be a pretty fun time. Uh, found some uh, fun little mini Masters of the Universe figures in Dollar Tree today as well, which 
just seeing that card art, you know, that we all know from Masters of the Universe always like makes me gasp. I'm like, oh, whoa, what are these? And I saw that today in the VIP lounge or Slack channel. Yeah. I'm a little jealous. I was uh I was excited. So I picked up He Man Skeletor. They're a uh, buck each. You didn't pick up one of everybody they had? I thought about it. They only had one Skeletor left and the sculpting and stuff. I mean, it's a dollar. I understand that, but I think Skeletor and He-Man looked uh, about the best. They did have men at arms and what was the other one? Did they have another one? Merman. Merman was the other one that they had uh, there at Dollar Tree. And I also found earlier in the week when we went to Ollie's, I posted another picture up in the VIP lounge gasping at the wondrous G.I. Joe art that was staring back at me in these uh, Lego sets. And I had seen oh, some well, stories. Well, yeah. Well, not Lego. Well, yeah. Faux, faux Lego sets. Uh, I had seen some stories float around from some of the sites I follow and, and stuff that they were making these uh, new sets. And some of them were one uh, some of the vehicles that I did not collect with the Creo line, if you remember that. Did you collect any of that line? No, I didn't. They were uh, not bad. I mean, they were there were some really nice sets in there, and they were a pretty good quality. Uh, you know, Mega Constructs and Lego, even the Creos were maybe just a notch below those two. I get this home. I was the first one I put together was the Snowcat. They were the ch- <laughs> they're cheaper than like Dollar Tree Legos, man. Oh my gosh. One of my poor minifigures, like, was amputated. Like, his arm was cut off at the elbow. Mm. And the design is just crap all around, too. Like, you stick snow job in to drive the thing, and the canopy hits him on the head. It can't close the canopy in there. I think, come on, man. Which uh, figure did you have was amputated? I don't even know. It looked like a Cobra snow trooper or something, but I guess it was supposed to be just a generic gi joe trooper snow trooper but the other thing was they were in gray so (laughs) snow job has his huge you know uh like hood with the furry stuff around it but the rest of his uniform is gray i'm like you're gonna put people in gray out in the snow Hmm. and this is not i I don't know uh i'll just steer people away from those man i ask because i still have some of my G.I. Joe minifigures from when I had a minifigure market and was selling a lot of them. So if uh-huh. it's something, I never had any snow troopers, though. My, my snow jobs were all in white and had the fuzzy looking hood mm-hmm. and stuff. Though. Well, the art sucked me in. And I should have known better shopping at Ollie's. And <laughs> there was a reason why they're at Ollie's, people. And not in your uh, local Walmart stores next to the Legos and the Mega Constructs. But- yeah, I think it's bad that Dollar General's already got Christmas stuff out. You said you found Valentine candy already at Ollie's, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> there is Easter stuff there. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and I, I once I got them home, there was one, like, the Striker kit. There's that huge, glorious Striker artwork on the front of the box. doesn't come with an Striker. It's like a bunch of just random Jeeps and stuff. I'm like, what oh, the what? world? Yeah. 
So the one I got was the uh, the Snowcat, and then the other one is the Sky Striker and the Raven, which now that I look at the box, they appear to be the same size, which kind of sucks. The one I'm anxious about is the Rattler, because it looks halfway decent, but with the so, Legos that I got, I'm, it's falling apart as I'm putting it together. You know when you get a Lego together that's, like, wrong, and you need that, like, little... <laughs> tool to get them apart because they're so tight and you know mm -hmm. together these men i could just uh peel back with not even using my fingernail i mean they're so loose and you could throw them on the ground and walk over them and it'd feel like you'd be walking on the beach sounds no. like you should have uh, bought you a little tube of super glue while you were in ollie's to go with it <laughs> that's what uh that's what my wife said break out the craggle i never <laughs> never used it on legos before but I might have to for the rest of these sets, man. I was so disappointed. But anyway, enough of my uh, toy ventures. We'll get into some more toys here uh, soon. If you read the title to the episode, but I have a few items for Have You Heard? Okay, okay. good deal. I know you're a hardworking man, so let's see if uh, you heard about this stuff this week. Have you heard? Peacock has ordered a straight to series Field of Dreams TV show. I'm becoming more and more a fan of the cock every day. Yeah. Watch a lot of stuff on it. Hadn't heard that though. Yeah. I had not heard it either. And you know, with the, uh, the, the game that they recently played and coming off the heels of that, uh, I'm, I'm interested. Let's put it that way. And what they do with the field of dreams TV series. Well, maybe it'll be set like kind of in modern times instead of, uh, Ty Cobb and people of that generation It'll be like Kirby Puckett And stuff like that <laughs> Sid Bream you know Oh shut up uh, It's a reimagining with the mixture Of family baseball Iowa And magic that makes the movie so Endearing and beloved That was their official description there But I don't know we'll see I'd like to check it out There's several baseball movies that I'm just over the moon for Alright uh, Have you heard a Street Fighter 2 documentary film has uh, been successfully kickstarted. Like about the video games? Yeah, yeah. So it's called oh. Here Comes a New Challenger. And uh, the estimated time of delivery for the Kickstarter was sometime in November. So I'm assuming, you know, there's a potential there for it to come to streaming, you know, later this year or early next year after the dust is settled from the Kickstarter. But it's the same creator behind that... Uh, 80s action film documentary in search of the last action heroes if you've seen that i've not but yeah they're getting all the uh like creators of the game together and interviewing them and just talking about street fighter 2 hmm. i might give it a shot i don't know how much you could go into about that single video game but well, i mean I'm, it was a whole series i know but still right right just the probably more the legacy of it and how it impacted i mean we just coming off the heels of the 30th anniversary of Super Nintendo. Ooh. So, uh, a couple more here. Have you heard the company Play Monster is teaming up with Hasbro to bring back some classic toys, which include the Weebles, oh the Glow... Those things sucked when they were original. <laughs> the Glow Friends, uh, a new version of the Spirograph, and Koosh. Remember all the Koosh stuff? Koosh Ball. Mm -hmm. I never had the Weebles, never was in the Glow Friends. The Spirograph, <laughs> what they sh I was seeing 
was some kind of thing where you can draw on it and it will uh, it's like the etch sketch animator where it'll like animate what you're drawing with the spirograph i think i've seen something about that my brother had one of the original versions of spirograph we loved it i mean mm-hmm. that was before internet and video games uh when you could just doodle in circles <laughs> right. and think yeah. it was awesome <laughs> right with yeah. all the different color pens now i'm not sure how much interest it would hold up for people but the weebles truly sucked i mean my brother had them i tried to play with them when i was growing up and weebles wobble but they don't fall down uh there was zero articulation there they were just little eggs they had good paint jobs or paint scheme actually the paint was on the inside it was like a clear hard plastic on the outside but i remember he had some western ones there were some cowboys and they had some cool looking gun belts and stuff but but they couldn't draw the guns or anything so i don't know uh for you know, like preschool toys. For preschool toys, you don't you don't need a lot of moving parts and stuff. And I, I think a lot of the iconic ones are like the airport. I think my wife yeah. had the airport. Uh, even about this, yet. though, I know uh-huh. what you're saying about preschool toys and stuff. But in today's age, if you had a two year old, a three year old, you think they're going to want Weeble Wobbles, or are they going to want something with Peppa Pig on it, or Paw Patrol, or now, if they were partnering with a brand like that to make, you know, like mm-hmm. Peppa Pig Weebles or something, you might be on to something. But well, just, they're partnering with Hasbro, so and Hasbro owns well, actually Peppa Pig and all them. Okay. Now, okay. that's probably a, a good assumption there. Well, that but, might sell yeah. some stuff then. I mean, if I was a kid now, I'd be going for those Imagine Next figures yeah. and all that stuff. Man, mm-hmm. those are really cool, and they got some great moving parts. All right, last one. Have you heard, Mick, about the new Mountain Dew flavor? Flaming hot. That's ridiculous. You know, we've talked about the hot stuff before. Hot is not a flavor, people. The limited edition soda combines the signature flavor of citrus dew with the heat of flaming hot Cheetos. Oh, my gosh. For a new spicy (laughs) dew sipping experience. Those flaming hot Cheetos taste nasty on their own. Oh, now I will probably buy some because I have quite a Mountain Dew collection these days, and I might as well keep <laughs> that up. But I will not be uh, subjecting my innards to that. Regular Mountain Dew will tickle your innards, according to the original ads, but my innards will not be tickled by flaming hot Cheetos flavored soda. No. Well, uh, then you probably won't be getting any if they're going through this god-awful website experience that uh they're touting it's supposed to come out um exclusively to subscribers of the broken promises app on friday september 3rd the official launch is on the uh mountain dew website on the 4th i believe so Hmm. i don't know if it's going to be one of those nightmare situations i wouldn't mind trying it if i found it in the stores but i'm not going to be trying to click on mountaindew.com and pick up a six pack. That last year, the Pringles Friendsgiving turducken pack, that was my one and only attempt at ordering a limited edition item like that online. That was stupid ridiculous. Yeah. Flaming hot Mountain Dew. Take it back. That wasn't my only time. I got the Stranger Things Coke pack that time. Yeah. I actually made out with that deal because uh, they sent me two for the price of one since they 
I got like two orders through, but I only have to pay for one. <laughs> I still have a pack unopened from that uh, experience, but prices are not going up on eBay to worth getting rid of it. So. <laughs> You're foreshadowing and you don't even know it tonight. That's right. That's right. Well, we had some toy talk. We're going to keep the toy talk going in this week's time machine. Uh, what are we going to be doing this week, Mick? Well, we've done this. It's been a while since we've done it, but we're going to talk about uh, more toys that we wanted but never had. Yeah, I want to say it was like episode 35 maybe of the old podcast, but whew, man, there's a lot that you can uh, put in this list, a lot we put in our previous list. I'm anxious to hear what you got got uh, cooking tonight. Well, uh, just maybe ruin it or tease people. I don't have any of the big hitters this time. I, I got to thinking about it this week. I was a pretty lucky kid. There wasn't a whole lot that I <laughs> wanted that didn't have. I mean, we hit the big ones last time, like the G.I.J. USS flag aircraft carriers. Right, yeah. I mean, there's only so many holy grails out there. So you right. have to dig a little deeper for just some stuff that really interested you, but you just never had for one reason or another. I think most of my stuff on my list is like my super jealous list that other kids had that I didn't mm. more than, uh, you know, like circling those grail items in the wish book or something. But anyway, well, let's uh, jump in the time machine and we'll go through more toys we wanted, but never got. Right, so here we are floating around in time and uh yeah like you said mick the last time i put this list together it was the flag it was the omnibot it was uh those zero gravity cliffhangers with night glow from tyco you know stuff mm -hmm. like that that just i remember the commercials and those were kind of like gray items but i think we're a little bit on the same wavelength where well, you had an older brother that you might have got some toys from, but well, I was an only child, and <laughs> I got a lot of what I wanted when I was a kid. So it was mainly going to my other friends' houses and seeing what they had and wishing I had you know, one of those items. Well, I had uh, – my older brother did have some toys. Of course, we were eight years apart, so he was – as I was getting into the golden age of toys, he was getting out, but – he didn't like gift them to me. He had the sky striker from GI Joe, but I was never allowed to touch it. It stayed on display in his room. Even when I was deep in the GI Joe, he wouldn't let me play with it, use it. So, well, uh, you want me to go first this time? You can. Okay. Cause, uh, yeah, I think a lot of these on my list too, we've talked about before just in different shows, not necessarily of uh, this one where we, uh, wanted, but never got, but, I was thinking long and hard about the Transformers line, and I think it's pretty well known that I'm more of a GoBots apologist, and I had more GoBots than Transformers as a kid, just because it was more into that Hot Wheels matchbox size that I was really into. And they were more expensive, obviously. You're going to buy Optimus Prime versus a couple GoBots. You know, your mom's going to yeah. say, you get the GoBots every time. But I think my my number one Transformer that I wanted that I never got was Soundwave. I knew some people that had Soundwave, the 
the Decepticon cassette player, essentially. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, he came with the little cassette transformer. Right. So I think he came with maybe one or two when you bought them. Ravage and maybe Laserbeak or Rumble. I thought uh, it came with uh, Duran and Duran. But I wasn't could sure. be. Yeah. Could be. I never had it, so I'm not sure. But one of my friends had it. I remember when we would play like Transformers and stuff, I was going for those little cassettes and loved popping it in and out, you know, of his chest and uh was always one of those strange things about Transformers was the size differences and how a small cassette would come out and be this huge like tiger like creature or you know, the laser beak bird. Uh, like like Megatron's gun when he went back into a gun, like Starscream could hold him in his hand. You're like, what? Yeah. You know, even as a kid, you're like, that ain't right, you know. <laughs> but anyway, I remember uh, a friend of mine had him and had a bunch of the cassettes, and I that was like, if if he would let me play with it, that would be the one. So, <laughs> me and cassettes, and even now, I, I've thought about doing that, and I think they reissued that. You know, when they started reissuing all the Transformers, I bought Hot Rod, but uh, didn't ever see that one in the store. That would have been like an instant buy for me to have Soundwave. So, and, you know, we talked about Devastator last week, and some of those other larger ones were crazy that, like, the one that became a city <laughs> and had okay. like two smaller Transformers that came with it, too. I mean, the, I think it's Metroplex. That was insane, but. I had tons of play sets and stuff as a kid. I would have never wanted that, let alone, you know, mom would never, whatever, paid the price for it. But Soundwave was good enough for me. I thought it was just a cool toy, you know. Well, I mentioned about my brother not letting me share his toys. And I've got pictures for you. I'm going to send them to you in Skype as we go. Okay. So, the Crayola Designer Kit Drafting Table. Hmm. Most people have not seen this, but uh, my brother got that one year for Christmas and he could draw the most amazing stuff with that. And as you can see in that picture there, you know, that car on the drawing. Yeah. You could actually draw that using that kit and the step-by-step guide with the, I'm not going to call them stencils. They were actual like drafting tools, but made yeah. for younger people. Uh, my dad, where he bought and sold conveyor belt, he had flatbed trucks my brother took, there's a, a big rig pattern in there and he customly converted it to be a flatbed and stuff to look like his truck and colored it up. And, hmm. uh, he must've been into that cause he went on to study blueprinting in college. And, but I was always fascinated. I'd look over his shoulder and he didn't like me doing that for anything. <laughs> and I never, not the first time got to do anything on it. Not even like, you want to try this one time? You can, you know, bring your sheet of paper. I'll let you do it once. No, nothing like it. Nothing like, do you want me to show you how to do this? But the, I'm not sure if they ever put out other supplement kits because I've seen some weird pictures online looking for these things. Uh, most of the stuff he done was all the cars and planes, but he would sit down and work on that stuff for hours. And uh, it just, it always fascinated me. Mm-hmm. I think if you're still going to do this, I'm going to send these pictures to Jason to put in the show notes so you folks can see what we're talking about on some of these toys we wanted. Okay. I remember having some kind of book that it was more of a step-by-step drawing experience and learning how to 
add little marks on a windshield to kind of make it look like glass and you know all those kind of little tips and tricks uh never really got past that i mean i i, I suck at drawing <laughs> so i definitely i definitely need something like this and with you know little uh, guides and <laughs> all that other stuff to draw circles and everything to make it look halfway decent um I used to buy, I, I've never been able to draw either, but I used to buy all these how to draw books from those little scholastic papers they'd give you in school to go home and order books from uh-huh. posters and things. I used to order like how to draw dinosaurs, how to draw whatever. And they were all the same. You'd have like four illustrations. The first one was a circle and the second had a couple lines and the third was a little more. And then all of a sudden the fourth picture was the fully detailed, complete thing. And you're like, <laughs> where'd that come from? from? Yeah. How do you get from here to there? <laughs> Is this missing some pages? What is this? Yeah. Yeah. My middle son is, uh, he started doodling and he's been to star Wars and Pokemon and all that stuff. So he's drawn a lot of those characters and has a little draft book, you know, and I've bought him books to, you know, the secret, how to draw Pokemon characters or something. And he's just like, man, he'll, you know, pull something up on the computer and kind of free handed. And I'm like, that's, you know, if you're if you're going to be an artist or have that talent, that's how you do it. You don't you kind of look at stuff and then it somehow comes out of your hand. And that just was not the case for me. Going off on a little sidebar, my brother had something from the 70s. It was a Marvel Comics light up drawing table. And it was full of all these sheets of characters in different poses. And there were sheets of background stuff. There were sheets of like trees and rocks. Mm-hmm. And you would put them on this light up table. You'd put them under tracing paper and you could draw your own comic book scenes. Like maybe you're going to oh, use wow. Lo- Loki in this pose and put Spider-Man over here in this pose with some rocks in the background. Maybe Loki's in a throwing pose and you put the rock halfway between them <laughs> and it looks like Loki's throwing a rock at Spider-Man. And it was really cool too. He did let mm-hmm. me play with it, but it would take forever cool. to trace all that stuff. out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I missed those little, uh, the rub off, uh, oh, yes. sheets. Those were so great because you just take the, you know, like a, a pencil or something and boom, there's your uh, Smurf and whatever else that well, you have I was there. thinking of the ones where it had like, uh, three different plates and you could mix them and match them like to create your own monster things. Right. Yeah. And you would pick three different plates for top, middle and bottom. And you put your tracing paper over it and rub the pencil and you'd make your monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those things were cool. All right, uh, I got a lot of car stuff and things like that in my list. Uh, one of the things I always wanted, never got. Like I said, of course, I was big into Hot Wheels and Matchbox. I had the Stow and Go, which it had a little car wash, if I remember right, mm-hmm. on the one side. Things. Yeah, it had like the little foam. You could twist them from the top and push your car through. But... Along came, I, I want to say it was from Matchbox, like a spinning car wash mm-hmm. uh, set. Might have been Super Spin Car Wash or something like that, where it was encased in like a bubble, and you drive your car up in there, and then it had like a little, almost like a little conveyor system, and you get it down, it gets it wet, and you get down to the end, and you hit this little button to make it spin and dry it off, and then you drive it out. You know, I never had any kind of really cool car wash set up like that. And as much as we were playing in the dirt out there, you would have thought, 
you know, that would have been the perfect thing to ask for uh, other than just running over the hose and hosing off all of our cars every day. But being out there in the dirt driveway might've made some mud too. If you're, you've got your super spin car wash out there. But. Yeah. Because you would add water to it and people can read more about it on the retro network. You can just search fun matchbox toys. I wrote an article back in the early days of the retro network on five fun matchbox toys. And that was one of them, the super oh, cool. spin car wash thing. Yeah. yeah, that was really neat because it you put a little water in it, like I said, it conveyed along, and it I want to say it had like these little pump jets. It would just psh, psh, right, psh, right. spray yeah. water as it went by, and you would get in there and you'd give it a good spin, and it would spin all the water off. And yeah, it was pretty yeah, cool it's toy, fun setup, and you know, just like you drive up to a, an automatic car wash and you know let it do its thing and get out the other side. That was kind of the same concept. I'd done on Retro Ramblings a companion piece on five fun Hot Wheels toys. And one of them was the uh, Hot Wheels car factory where you made your own cars. I don't know if you ever saw that, but you made them out of wax. We actually have a modern version of that. <clears throat> that my, my boys, so uh, yeah, that was really cool. You had all the, we got like, uh, they had like extra add on kits too. So you got like two different bases and more of the, wax uh sticks to put in the thing to make you know more but like once you get down to the end and you get into the next one then you get some really crazy designs because mm -hmm. you get a car that's like the color that's bleeding into the next color that you had loaded up so the one thing cool. we, we done was cool you could take any color crayon and break it up and do that so you could get any color vehicle you wanted that way mm -hmm. so that was nice uh sending you through the next picture 19 late 80s battle ball now there was a board game called battle ball that when i talk about this people think i'm referencing that but i'm referencing the actual outside physical game of battle ball what in the crap well this picture don't show everything uh, it's hard to find pictures there's some commercials on youtube though you would have this really bouncy ball maybe a little smaller in circumference than a volleyball mm -hmm. but like one of those playground balls and you both had like these jousting paddles and you were just smacking the ball back and forth to each other, trying not to let it hit the ground. So you had this jousting movement like you would see on American gladiators <laughs> and you've got that oval pad in the middle. So you could give it a good bop right there in the middle if you wanted to, but kind of, you know, the whole point I guess was to keep the ball off the ground. But most people I imagine would swing this thing like a bat and try to bring their, their friend with the ball with it or something. I'm sure that's why nobody remembers it. It probably sounded good on paper, and then people started playing it, and kids weren't actually playing, and it probably just faded <laughs> just beat, away yeah. quickly. Beating each other with it. But the uh, commercials, I'll send the link to the commercial for you to put in the show notes, but it, the commercial makes it look way cool because they're like running and smacking the ball, and it's bouncing off a wall to the other player, and they're running up the wall like Bo Jackson to get it. <laughs> I just saw that. And I'm like, Oh, I want it now at the time I had just moved. So I was still with most toys or anything I bought was thinking like me and Tim, because Tim and I, who lived beside me, he was my cousin. We done everything together until I ended up moving. If I'd have bought this, when it came out, I would have had nobody to, to enjoy it with. So I'm glad I never did get it actually, but I wanted it pretty hardcore back then. I'm looking at an eBay auction. They want a hundred bucks for it. Hmm. 1989. 
Yeah, that looks like uh, you get pissed off or something, man. You start swinging at your friends. You're going to lose some friends pretty quick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's cool. I'd never seen that before. Never heard of it. Uh, Okay, uh, let's see. What else do I want to go to next year? All right, so I wasn't into a lot of the robotics and that stuff that you could build and all this, but... You know, back in the day, Radio Shack was the place to be. I mean, you wanted, like, RC cars and, you know, all those little handheld electronic games and stuff. Everything electronics was Radio Shack. Radio Shack put out a thing called Armatron. Hmm. You remember this? Mm, Not ringing a bell. Trying to remember who had it. It was just essentially like a robotic arm that you had little controls for. And the thing came with little things to pick up, you know. Oh, I have messed with that. And when we started middle school in eighth grade, that was one of the sales. It was a robotics thing, but it was using an arm with little controls. And I bet that was it because everything Probably in that it. class was cheap stuff. But yeah, I mean, not cheap, but you know, it wasn't like a $2,000 robotic arm right, from yeah. a lab somewhere. No. <laughs> you, know. you bought it at Radio Shack for 20 bucks or whatever it was, you know, at the time that. But- yeah, but it was like, you know, uh, like an RC, a traditional like RC remote control with up and down. And I, I don't know what all the movements were. I can't remember. But I know you could swivel down and obviously you could clamp the the two jaws with it to pick up the junk that came with it or just whatever. And I don't know. I thought it was the coolest thing. Somebody I knew had it. And every once in a while we'd get it out and move it around. And it was good for, you know five or ten minutes really uh, until you got kind of tired of it and you taking turns or something but uh i don't know i thought always thought it was cool well it was cool and we had an extra degree of difficulty in this technology class because we had those big square tables that had the wall dividers in it mm-hmm. i know you've probably seen them and you sat in one of those little squares and the robot arm was around the wall from you and with a camera and you watched the arm on TV and you had to control it. Oh, wow. You couldn't actually watch it. Now, I can't remember what the point of that cell was, but in that class, you'd spend like two weeks in each cell. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe depth perception plus robotic arm training or something. I don't know. But it was it was pretty unique and interesting back then doing it. It was probably, I know it was more aggravating, but it probably was actually more fun doing it the way we'd done it with the camera. With that added degree of right. difficulty versus just doing it straight up. Yeah, that sounds that sounds a lot more fun than just what it was meant for, you know. Yeah. All right. Next picture's coming through. American Gladiator toys. Oh yeah. I wanted um, the American Gladiators Nintendo game, and I never had it either, or Super Nintendo game, whichever one it was. May have been both. But I remember seeing commercials for these toys. They had carded figures for all the gladiators. And I think there were a few contestant figures. But then they put out these play sets of the Joust. And I know there was Atlasphere. And I know there was an Assault. And I'm pretty sure they had a big Eliminator set that you could play with the action figures on. Oh my gosh. Now, I made do with G.I. Joe men and Constructs. When uh, American Gladiators was in its heyday, I would build my own versions of all that stuff out of constructs and use GI Joe figures and, and go through it. But, mm-hmm. uh, and I always wanted the actual branded toys. 
I think I remember seeing some figures in the stores back then, and they may have been a little price prohibitive for my mother. I'm not mm-hmm. can't remember why I didn't have anything from it, but gosh, I need to look and see if there's commercials because I saw some pictures of several of the toys. I just picked that one at the joust because it was a pretty good representation of it all. But yeah. I know the Eliminator had several different things you could set up and the little shooter and stuff. So I think, don't quote me, but I think all the toys were designed where if you had a friend who wanted to play with you, you could do like actual competitions. Cause like the eliminator had the stuff that would fire at the target and you had the gun to fire at the other kids <laughs> figure. Right. Yeah. So. The uh, joust kind of looks like almost like rock'em sock'em robots where you put the guys up there on the pedestal and then you just kind of hitting each other back and forth to knock each other off, you know? Yeah. That same kind of concept with the muscle ring, you know, that, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I found two uh, loose figures at RetroCon uh, three or four years ago in the dollar bin and picked them up. I got Turbo and I think Laser, just loose figures. And they're they're okay, and they're not uh, super posable, but for what you were using them for in you know these little uh, play sets and stuff, they didn't need to be. Yeah. So. They're about the shape or the size of the uh, thumb wrestlers from the WWF, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit bigger. But yeah, they're pretty cool. I'm looking at some of the, the photos now of some of the other things. So I smell a post. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, a couple more here. One thing that uh, my buddy Wyatt had that I always thought was cool would be cool for G.I. Joe guys on it or really anything was the big track tank. Oh, yep. It's uh, just so gloriously eighties when I look at it, but it was a very cool toy and it looks kind of clunky, but you could program that thing. I, I, I can't remember how many different movements you could do with it. It was like a dozen or 18 or something, but you could, you know, tell it to go forward so far, go right, go left, program it all in and then hit, you know, start or whatever. And the thing would go and do all the movements that you would tell it to. And I think it came with a trailer too, if I remember right. So I remember being at his house and, you know, trying to program that and you put your uh, figures or whatever else on top and in the uh, trailer, you know, and, take your little march on cobra there uh but it it was cool because you like program the thing and then you kind of get ahead of it and you're like all right turn right you know turn left and almost like you're directing it where to go uh but it's just so gloriously 80s when i think of uh stuff like the omnibot and all those toys that became popular in the 80s that were somewhat electronic and and all that the big track tank is one of those now, if you were a kid of means back in the day, if you could have got the big track and that robot arm and put the robot arm in the trailer and, you know, like have it go pick up right, a snack yeah. for you. And bring <laughs> it back. That sounds like some Pee Wee Herman stuff right there, you know, like yeah. in his house uh, programming some stuff. But yeah, big track uh, tank was cool. All right. I got a quick one just because my cousin Tim had the, LJN WWF wrestling superstars ring. I always wanted to get the big blue cage to put on his ring. Oh yeah. For mm-hmm. when we were playing, uh, 
I don't have a lot to say about this one. I mean, if you're going to have a toy wrestling ring, you got to have a cage. <laughs> no kidding. Wasn't quite to scale, but still, you could mess around with. It. I'm sure you could. It came apart pretty easily once you start throwing those big clunky figures up against it. You know. Yeah, we uh, was living in the South and being a fan of Southern wrestling. You know, I think I've told the story. We took an old um, Rock'em Sock'em robot ring and tore it apart and covered the two holes where the robots were and resized the ropes and made a wrestling ring for GI Joe figures out of it. Well, here in the South, the old, uh, outlaw promotions and small Southern promotions, when they would have a cage match, it wasn't necessarily a nice, it certainly wasn't a big blue wide bar cage like this. It wasn't even chain link fence cage like the NWA used all the smaller shows used two by fours and chicken wire. So <laughs> we took some dowel rods and some, uh, metal fabric, you know, little squared metal sheet fencing stuff for mm-hmm. crafty stuff. And my dad made us one of those type cages to put around that ring that fit it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so you could put Duke and Serpentor in the cage to settle it once and for all. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Not coming up from this one, Duke. No more comas. <laughs> cool. All right. I got one more. I've got a couple here, but I'm going to choose... Again, another one that I was uh, huge into the cars and monster trucks and everything. The uh, commercials were awesome for this toy. We've talked about it before. And I still have my eye on them in Walmart. I'm just waiting for the price to come down a little bit. $30 is a little bit more than I want to pay for it. But it still looks pretty glorious in the uh, reissues that they've, they've done. The Animal with the big claws that came out of the the tires of the monster truck. I think it's my friend, Tim, that lived up the street from me had one, but I always wanted one, you know, they're, they're pretty cool because they got like hubs too. So you'd like let go of the hubs because it's, it's uh, driven by a motor it's got batteries, but if you didn't want to mess with all that and just move it with your hands, you unhook the hubs and it would be just free flowing, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what made it really cool. And you could just put the uh, claws out as well and unlock those hubs in and the claws would stay out. So if you wanted to just, you know, thrash some stuff with it uh, out on your dirt pile. Yeah. You could do it that way, but just the commercials alone with that thing going over, like it seemed like it was going over like boulders and, these like ridiculous spots you know where like like when the they do with jeep with the jeep wrangler commercials and stuff and they're out in the middle of god knows where and they're filming and the animal comes to life and it's out there in the muck in the water and those claws coming out up over the rocks and oh god i wanted one so bad never got it i had a knockoff version and the claws weren't very big that thing couldn't climb from a linoleum floor on the carpet, you know, <laughs> from a transition. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the knockoff at least wasn't all it was cracked up to be. I don't know about the real version, but I've seen the. Uh, I think it was last Christmas that the the newer one came out, and it comes in like a little cage box <laughs> that looks like a animal cage, you know, which I thought was the funniest thing. But I haven't. Uh, 
haven't pulled the trigger on that. It still looks pretty cool. It doesn't quite look like the original. Like the original had like black toenails on it. You know, yeah. this one doesn't. I mean, it had a quite a bit more detail, I think, to it. But man, those commercials just made me want to go out and and get one, but mm-hmm. never got it. All right, my last one's coming through the picture to you. You know me and Lego. I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. From the 80s, I always wanted that motorized train set. Mm. It's always like featured in the back of the uh, shop at home catalogs that I've got from the late 80s, early 90s. And I just still will sit and stare at those pictures of that train and all the track that you could get for it. And there was one picture in one of those where they had a big ship, not the pirate ships, but like a big cargo ship at one time from Lego. And they've got those toys positioned together. Like the train is dropping stuff off at the dock to be loaded on the big ship. Oh yeah. Like, oh, oh gosh. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. This is your, you know, traditional, not your monorail. I think you might've picked the monorail before as a toy that you wanted. Yeah, or, I did. Um, gosh. Yeah. It just looks so great. Uh, no, <laughs> again, Lego, the Lego brand and everything you can play with. I mean, you can just, even if it's just a train or something, but you know, like the crap that I <laughs> just got falling apart in your hands, Legos were durable, man. And mm-hmm. they were not coming apart easily. If you dropped one off the table, yeah, it would come apart, but just with your regular play moving it around, you know, this is comes with a little forklift to the, put your uh, pallets in the train cars and stuff. I mean, that was just glorious. Uh, I always wanted, and I still, you know, you and I have talked about wanting an actual train set and all this. I would much rather spend my retirement years and build a Lego city, you know, mm -hmm. and have like this train that went around it and have all the different old school buildings, the hospital and the police department and the fire department and the bicycle shop and all that crap from back in the day and all the different vehicles on the roads. Uh, maybe I'll do that when I, re- if I ever retire, <laughs> instead of building a train set, I'll do a big Lego city. Yeah. Yeah, man, that'd be great. You've seen those, uh, all state commercials with Peyton Manning, Peyton. Yes. Bill. yes. Oh man, that's what I want. But out of all Legos, <laughs> something that big on that scale. Yesterday, Bill come to life. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, man. Yeah, I I was not a uh, huge into Legos, but anything like that that was motorized that could move on its own, and then you could be doing something else, you know, or whatever. That was just great. <laughs> okay, well, that's uh, more of uh, toys we wanted but never got. We're gonna hop in the time machine, head back to the present day, and we're gonna find out what's coming up on after hours tonight. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed our journey through time, remembering some toys we wanted but never got. We'd love to get your thoughts on them this week. We'd also love to hear your picks of some toys that you uh, wanted as a kid but never got. You can uh, tweet us at TRN Social, or uh, you know you can find us on Twitter at our personal accounts too, RD80s at YesterdayVille, and uh, just let us know what you thought of the show this week. Uh, please uh, rate us and subscribe to us. If you are not, we uh, 
Appreciate our longtime listeners. Would love to hear from uh, some new ones as well. If this is uh, maybe your first time listening or uh, new to the show, find us over there on Apple Podcasts and rate us as well. And coming up on our Patreon show after hours tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern, what do we got for him, Mick? Well, we'll do some more toy talk. You kind of foreshadowed it without knowing. I picked some 15 or 16 old toys from back in the day. And we'll see. I couldn't find a, a relative uh, Price is Right game. I was going to give it a cool name. But <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. I'm going to see if you can guess what they're worth today. And how do you tell what something's worth? Something is worth what you can sell it for or what you have to pay for it, right? Regardless right. of what a book says. Right. So I looked at completed eBay auctions from the last six weeks or so for these things to see okay. what they were selling for. And I'm going to run some by and see if you can guess what they, you know, anywhere yeah, close sure. to what they sold for. That sounds like fun. Can't wait to do that. Uh, over there on patreon.com forward slash the retro network tonight, 6 p.m., become a VIP and you can hear all about it. So for Mick, this is Jason. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week in time. Please, I'm ready to go. All right. Are you going to stay awake, dude? I hope to. <laughs> I hope you do too, man. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network. <laughs>